you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. We were chatting before and I was like, I need to hit recording because we were talking about, we started talking about the subconscious programming and then we went to, to talk about the parallel universes and how we are making this, what did, what the quantum jumps, as you mentioned. Yeah. So I'm jump. so curious. And recently I have been thinking about that because I noticed that for one second, I'm so happy, so joyful. I'm out of the meditation and then I have this thought and then my whole being just almost feels like shift and i was like what is this how can i just be connected to well-being one second and another second then is there a parallel universes parallel reality so i have been thinking about that a lot recently and i would love you to give me the answer what what is the quantum jump and what is the parallel what what did you call it parallel reality or parallel there's parallel universes but there's universes there's, this is the best way um okay there's, Tell me, you know it better. Well, there's reality shifts. And I always think that they're still connected to parallel universes, but we call reality shifts. And if people are really interested in studying this, I'd tell them to get Cynthia Sue Larson's book on this. She's a quantum physicist. She's a friend of mine, and she's really, really proficient at this. But if, and this is an example to combine programming with it. If you change fear to safety, security, and confidence, right? So now you've got safety, security, and con confidence in you and your subconscious and conscious mind are in agreement on that. The minute it goes into effect of agreement, you're gonna be put in a situation where it's gonna test to see, are you gonna be fearful? Or are you gonna feel safety, secure, and confident? And this happened to me because I was fear-based. And so when I got safety, security, and confidence in, and, and it took only one week to make the shift, I was put in a situation. And in that situation, I literally saw the split of two different realities. I saw the split of what, where I was headed to because I had safety, security, and confidence. And I saw in slow motion what would have happened to me had I taken Like a vision? Time. Yes. But it was like two different, it was a split reality. But I went this way, so I changed my trajectory. And so when you change your programming, when you change your belief system, when you change your behaviors, you're going to have a reality shift. You're going to have a shift. You can't help but have it. Because what about fate? You can no longer go that way. Well, oh. fate, you can no, no longer go that way because you don't possess it anymore. And if you don't possess that, if you change the state of being, your state of mind, your state of being, and you go from, let's say you go from being a really angry person to a really loving person, well, you can't live the life of the angry person anymore. You, you've made a reality shift. So your whole life is going to be a different shift. You change that trajectory both personally and professionally. So when we get into parallel universes, you and I are talking to each other right now. And for those who are interested in parallel universes, there's probably about four or five different or even more variations of how this conversation could have gone. 
And it's just where we are energetically or our frequency of where we are right now of having this conversation. So when you mean it could have been gone in a different way, for example, we were having some challenge by connecting to each other. You were in the call. I was in the call. I thought um, something happened on your end. You thought something happened on my end. So for example, if I have been grumpy or you have been grumpy or we had like some, like this conversation would have gone differently. Yes. But because both of us have been like, you know what? I think something happened to her. We none of us took it personally and then we were like it was just misunderstanding we started to have a conversation then it's gonna go in different that's what you mean by this conversation could go by in all it, it, different it, ways yeah and it's just it's also the vibration that the two people are in i mean let's face it einstein said match the frequency of the reality that you wish for and you can't help but bring that reality to you that's not philosophy that's physics physics is all about energy and can you say it one more time what einstein said match Einstein said, match the frequency of the reality that you wish for, and you can't help but bring that reality to oh. you. That's not philosophy, that's physics. Now, I'll go further to say to everyone that the biochemical effects of their brain's functioning shows that their cells are affected by their very thoughts, which then that means that your thoughts have energy, which carries a frequency. Yes. So. So that's why when I talk about paradigm shifting or reality shifting, when you shift the frequency, you can't help but to shift your paradigm or your shift your reality. Yesterday, I was talking to my mom and we were talking about some belief that I have that I have no idea where it comes from. And she was trying to understand where it comes from because she remembers me more than I remember my childhood. So it comes probably from some sort of um, subconscious programming that I don't even remember. When I want to make a change, do I change the reality first? Do I change, do I pretend, do I change the feeling about it? Or should I go back, find where it comes from and first change my subconscious programming? Well, I think if you don't change your subconscious programming, like if you don't actually make that shift of the uh, full change, it's harder to change that reality or that, or make that shift to where you want to go. Um, and that's, I mean, I believe in that because that's what I do for a living. I mean, I reprogram, so I take the belief. So our beliefs either come from epigenetics, which is what you were talking about. I don't know, does it come from my family? Because my mom doesn't know where it comes from. Because uh, epigenetics says that it's the imprinting of our ancestors to our parents and our parents pass the beliefs, the thoughts, the behaviors, the traditions to us from the time we're born to about seven years old, because we're in theta state. So everything they say to us, we just like, yeah, that sounds great. Right. Absorb. And, and then once we get past that, it's society and anything catastrophic that happens to us that programs us and that that dictates our reality not to mention then quantum physics which is the frequency so you're right it's the feeling so you can shift by having the feeling and believing it's not just having the feeling you you have to it's already happened it's already existed that's why 
people have a hard time manifesting because they don't understand that even though they may not see it in the physical world, it's already in the quantum field the minute you think it. So then when you go into the feeling of the quantum field, you bring it more towards you. And I tell people, anytime you have doubt, just constantly say, everything's working out to my advantage. Even if it doesn't look it at the time, just say, everything's working out to my advantage. Because when you say that, you feel it. Everything's working out to my advantage. Because a lot of times when we start shifting into an area that we haven't shifted before or or we were talking about quantum jumping, which we can get into a little bit later about par parallel universes. What, when we shift, if I would have shifted into, as I shifted into safety, security, and confidence, if I would have ever gone back to fear, I would have pulled myself back to the old reality, but I never did because my subconscious and conscious mind were in agreement. They were in a whole brain state on it. So they were never going to go back on it. And I just, my trajectory changed in my whole life because I no longer had that. And so that's the easiest way I can say that. So I, for you saying you have this certain belief or this certain um, thought, it, it could have been a programming that you received even when you were like eight, nine from other friends that you don't even realize that you received it you from. You never know. And you can reprogram it. I mean, if it's something that you don't want, you can get into a whole brain state, which is your subconscious and conscious mind or your left and right cortex of your brain in an agreement on a new belief. I remember I used to be so annoyed by my mother because she never was nervous about me. And like, no matter what, what was happening in my life, she was never like stressed or anxious and one day I was like why are you never nervous about me why don't you be like oh my god poor because and she told me because I know you are so strong I know you can just overcome anything and I I was telling her I'm not that strong I cannot overcome everything then after years after I'm talking about five years between going me being annoyed by my mother not being stressed by me and my life one day I realized Oh, I'm actually strong. One day, just it was just momentary. I actually did overcome everything I thought I couldn't overcome. Oh, that's why my mom is never stressed about me because I actually do overcome everything. Yeah. And since I had that mindset shift, my whole life has changed because no matter what is happening, I'm telling myself, you know what? I might be nervous now, but I know I'll be okay at the end. And yeah. just by the simple thought that I'll be okay, I'm going to be okay. See, I thought I'm going to die when this happened. I'm okay now. I'm happy. I'm still, I overcame that. So it's so important to understand our subconscious programming. When you're saying you go, go ahead if you're saying. No, no, no. It's all right. Yeah. And for example, for me or for people like me who don't remember when it and my mom was suggesting something when we were like out buying something and one of the guys in the store told me and we were like she was just telling me all the stories she could remember where i could have had this uh things that i'm trying to overcome but i don't remember is the how can i change it if i don't remember where it comes from or should i just be aware of the challenge itself 
and then I can overcome it. I don't think you necessarily have to realize um, what, where it came from. I mean, I have a lot of clients that don't realize where it came from. And I use uh, neuro-linguistic programming. I use uh, theta healing, eye movement, EMDR, hypnosis. I use quite a few different techniques. And uh, I use Psyche also in uh, neuro-linguistic programming and theta healing just by me talking to you. I can pretty much figure it out and I can find out in a timeline where it first happened. I can go to all the way there and then remove it, dissolve it, delete it, and replace it with a more self-enhancing belief. So like if it's fear, I go to the first place where fear happened, right? And then I remove it, dissolve it, delete it, and put safety, security, and confidence in its place. And we, th- I flow it through um, your timeline and both neuro-linguistic programming and theta healing use timelines. And we go all the way to present day into the future. And it's literally like when you find the first spot that you have it, it's like untying a shoelace. It just kind of goes down. It just kind of is removed and then you just replace it. And then I like to double lock it down with Psyche. And Psyche came about about 30 years ago by uh, Dr. Rob Williams. And basically what it does is it crosses your left cortex with your right cortex and brings you into a whole brain state on the new belief. So they don't believe that you have to necessarily usher out the old belief and bring in a new belief. But I like to usher out the old belief, bring in the new belief, and then double clamp it down with Psyche, which you put in, um, you know, if it's safety, security, and confidence, you you put in uh, a, a goal statement like, I have safety, security, and confidence in every situation. And it's in. Once it's in, it's in. And for those people who aren't aware of Psyche, um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who a lot of people know, he wrote the biology of belief about 20 years ago. It was on the bestsellers. It's about the subconscious mind. He said in the back of the book that Psyche is the most fast. It's, it's the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing one. Um, and he claims that that's how he finished the book and why he has great relationships today. Um, it's not well known. There's only 35 teachers in the whole world. I think Rob Williams really wanted to keep it on its purest basis. I'm an advanced facilitator. There's quite a few advanced facilitators, but not as many teachers. Through a process, I can test your subconscious mind. You could tell me that you have an abundant mindset and I'd say, okay, let's test that. How long does it take the process? It can take as fast as 10, 10 minutes or... Okay. A week because I wanted to try on me. So, but if it takes, uh, if it's a, like process, I thought it's like a few questions. But if, no, it, no, if it's no, like it's, a process, it can, it can take it can take ten minutes. It can take a week. But I can tell people this: that I, I had a woman come to me who said, "Hey, all my relationships are great. Everything's great, but my businesses aren't doing so well." And I have three businesses. She was not. Most of my clients, eighty percent of my clients, are entrepreneurs or CEOs. And she was saying that um, her companies just weren't doing well. And she goes, I think I have an abundance block somewhere. So I said, okay, let's start talking. So I start speaking to her about her abundance. You know, I just listen to the words because the words will always 
lead me down the road. And people don't understand that, you know, their body language um, uh, is 90, their body language, the inflection of their voice, everything is 93% of how they communicate. 7% is the words. So I really watch people, I listen to them, and I can pretty much figure it out. And then um, I go through the process. We go through finding where it first started. We clear it out. And, uh, and then I take them through the whole thing. And then we end with side K. It depends on the client who's in front of me. If it's a client that's used to meditating, I use uh, theta healing and some other techniques. If it's somebody who's never meditated, I use neuro-linguistic programming and uh, EMDR and then go into Psyche. What's EMDR? It's eye movement integration. Okay. So basically, um, it's mainly used for trauma. So if somebody's had trauma in their life, it's very hard to let go because we hold it fragmented in our brain. That's how our brain holds trauma, the memory of trauma. And so the reason why people have a hard time healing over trauma is because their logical side, which is the left cortex, and the creative side, which is the right cortex, argue over how to heal. So they just bounce off each other, and that's why. But through eye movement integration, which is basically moving the hands and you just keeping your head still and watching my fingers because I'm crossing, constantly crossing your left and right cortex. When we're done, the feeling of the trauma will be, that might've been like at a 10, will be now at a two. And you can slowly bring it down. So it doesn't get you to not remember the trauma, but you become more desensitized from it. You don't have that intense feeling or that intense fear or anything that comes with it anymore. They call it the inner healer because it's inside, but it, it does work. We, I'm going to jump to another topic for a little bit and then come back. Same topic, but for the children, I have a toddler. Oh. He's almost six. He'll be six in July. My cancer baby. <laughs> Is a zodiac, so um, for him, how can as I'm raising him, can I make some positive subconscious programming into his mind? Yes, because yes. obviously we all traumatize our children. They all get traumatized one way or another. I'm not perfect. I'm trying to implement all the knowledge that I have, but sometimes what I know and how I feel are two different things, and they need to catch up. And I know I'm doing something wrong, but I can not find any other way. And then I find the way. So it's it's a process. It's a whole process. As we are raising children, maybe for our spouses, maybe for our family members, can we do something to reinforce or like make some like positive changes in their brain yes. or mind without them knowing or them knowing? I don't know. Well, the first thing I'd say is be really selective with the words that you use with a child. Um, when I was growing up, I think uh, my parents, I used to do silly things as a little girl, like even three or four. And my parents, instead of calling them silly or funny, they said, oh, that's a really stupid thing. Mm. So that's why I say the words, I'm, and my parents didn't know what they were 
obviously really yeah the, the effect that it would have on me but it, it had a tremendous effect on me and because I, and i i happened to follow a brother who had a photographic memory so everything i mean he was a genius and here they had already programmed me for being stupid and they didn't even know that they did so i i say to people um and matter of fact when i discovered all of this out, um, how to reprogram. I really apologized to all my children. <laughs> I did. I sat them down. And I said, I'm really, really sorry if I messed you up in any sort of way, because I would have done it totally different today. Um, I, the selection of words is, is very, very important it that matters. we children. Yes. I was monitoring all the words and for so long, all of my family members told me I was crazy and I was putting him in a bubble. And then because I raised him screen free, they told me kids need cartoons. They t I wasn't using words as starving. I wasn't using as I'm dying to do this. Yes. I was so selective with the words. And for so long, I was told that I was crazy. He needs the cartoons. He needs the ice cream. He needs the sweets. He needs the screen time. But it really matters. But now... He's such a different, he's so unique, he's so, <laughs> because of, and now they monitor the words because of, now he tells them, oh, don't use that word, use this word. As a five-year-old, they're like, okay, I'm not going to use, I, I'm I'm trying to use the positive words and it matters so much. And it had an effect on me personally because I couldn't say swearing words with him. I had to monitor my own words and I had to use that words in every conversation for me to build to use the conversation with him words matter so much i think words do i think also like if we show judgment judgment is a huge thing that unfortunately we as humans carry a lot of and if we can uh change the judgment more to compassion and more of an understanding um and we teach our children to have more compassion and understanding that doesn't mean that if somebody does something wrong that they don't have to pay the price of society or whatever it is. But mm -hmm. it means that I can have compassion for that person because when they took the action, they have been programmed, their epigenetics has been programmed for them to take that action or has supported that action in some way. And for that, I can have compassion. I can have a lot of compassion because... People don't understand when they take certain actions, the consequences, they're just so programmed in a way. And so I can have compassion and love for that and understanding. And so I would say, I'd love Use to see the words, no judgment, not, not no judgment, but um, more compassion than judgment. Yeah. More compassion and understanding that somebody's just coming from a different place. I mean, when I, I look at some of the things that are happening in the world, I say, you know, unfortunately, in different societies across this beautiful earth, um, there has been, you know, intense prejudice, intense, you know, hatred and, and that kind of thing going on. And if you're born into that society and you hear all those words and you hear those things happening, then that's imprinted in you. And that's pretty hard to get out. And so that's why I believe that people are on autopilot because our subconscious mind just kind of goes and our conscious mind only runs 5% of us. So it's hard to change that. So that's why we see 
some of the things we see happen and I can have compassion for it. And I can have the understanding of knowing that they're programmed that way. Doesn't mean that, like I said, that the, if you do something that requires that it's against the law or whatever, that you shouldn't end up paying the societal price, but it means I can have understanding and compassion for it. There is this amazing book by Bob Goff. It's called Everybody Always. And he talks about love and he talks about cultivating love and how we can still have compassion for the killers and for the that doesn't mean we think it's wrong it's right but we can create the space within us that can have the compassion and almost put yourself in their shoes and their upbringing and what they went through not to say like this is the right obviously they should have done this no we all have still the choice but to have compassion of why might they have been doing this yeah, what, what, what the what the force was behind it, and and so, and he's right. I mean, um, we we're in a an interesting time right now where we can decide to come from more love, more compassion, and more understanding. And and yes, we all have freedom of choice. So those people had the freedom of choice not to do something right or to do mm-hmm. something. And, but I can still have the compassion, understanding that they grew up in a totally different environment than I did. And for that, or their epigenetics and, and they didn't change it. And so I can have compassion for that. I was reading our ability of feeling happy and being happy can be 50%. I think it was 50% or 25. I think 50%, it can be genetic. Is it so? Well, epigenetics is, is like the imprinting in your genes. So like if, if it's a long line of uh, a family that's been prejudiced and they're just like, or, or have that read and, and at one point in society, it was okay to be that way, right? Society never talked about it. It was okay to be that way. That just gets passed down. And that's a really hard thing to like, like release yourself from. And so that's, that's something that 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 oh, basically yeah. is programmed. I mean, think about it. When um, I like to use a money thing uh, when we're talking about programming, because money is a big issue with a lot of my clients. And um, if your mom said that money was the root of all evil, and you are a toddler, and you're hearing your mom talk about money, or you're even six or seven, and you hear, and and that's all they talk about. And even when you're older. They have the same record playing. Well, even if you don't, even if you say to me, I don't believe that money is the root of all evil. Trust me, it is in your subconscious for sure. Really? Somewhere in your subconscious, it's there. And, and so that's why I, I say that this programming that's passed down through generations I can only use this as an example. I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last cents to the underserved and who never had money to manage. And I think that's honorable. That was what they chose for their life, but it wasn't what I chose for my life. And so I couldn't figure out why I, um, I couldn't hang on to money. Cause I would be given a large sum and I'd want to help the underserved. Cause I always help the underserved that goes back to my uh, epigenetics of helping other people. And I couldn't say no to anybody. And that goes back to my epigenetics 
of the line that I came from and losing money. I didn't have money to manage. So I didn't have that money um, consciousness. I didn't have my money. Consciousness was very low because money was the root of all evil in my house. So I was at a very low money con threshold for money. And so I ended up in, I ended up getting a large sum of money. I ended up in arbitration because my financial advisor who was with a well-known financial international institution that's still going today made an investment outside the scope of the firm. And I ended up in arbitration. Now, anybody who's gone through arbitration knows that even when you win, you lose because you usually don't get back all your money. And so he was disbarred. The company was fine. His partner fined. And I only got 10% of what I lost. So I had to sit back then and say, okay, what is this? This is how I got into reprogramming. This is how I really started looking at everything in my life and everything that had happened to me. And I knew from a quantum physics because I already was doing energy work on the side. So I knew what that was. So me saying, I'm not going to get the money that was already out there, but I knew it had to be more. And that's when I discovered epigenetics and I went back into my history and I really had a full understanding of how imprinting works and why I was the way I was. And that's when I started studying everything I could to ch change my belief system, my behaviors, my thoughts, everything that dictates my reality. I had just a realization that from my family, they have been always doing the right thing. There have been family members that have done them wrong, but they chose to be bigger person, bigger people, and they always still help them. And when I grew up, my ex-husband, which I have a wonderful relationship with him, he said, I ran away from my home. I barely want to have a relationship with my parents. And I was like, no. He, they are your parents and I tried to have the relationship and for years I almost I don't know like depleted myself of trying to do the right thing and I was like oh maybe because of what I saw my whole life of mm -hmm. us being a bigger person and trying to make things work because they are family and they are our people and then one day I was like you know what I'm putting myself first I'm, I'll still be a good person if I cannot have the, they are good people. I am a good person. It's just, this does not work. This does not mean I'm bad or they are bad. And then one day I have to put myself first. But I have not thought about it from this perspective of why I might have been doing this and how important the subconscious programming and the lessons are for our whole life. Because if I have not just put myself first, I might have been still in that cycle for years to come. Yes. And, and I will say that you gave a great example for your audience. When you did that, you, sh you made a whole paradigm shift because you shifted your a whole belief. So you went from putting everybody else first to putting yourself first for the first time. And when you did that and you actually walked into it, that's when you changed the trajectory of your life, both personally and professionally. My life and, has been amazing and, after that. At that point, that's what happens. It, yes, it's but a, sometimes, it's but what is it? Sometimes it still tries to lift the head up and almost like test me. 
Yes. Have I yeah. changed? Am I the same? And after the every single time, I'm better at it. I'm better yeah. managing it. And sometimes I find myself, oh, maybe should I go back and try to like fix the relationship? I'm like, there's nothing to fix because this cannot work. It's like putting the wrong, when you are fixing the car and putting the wrong thing and trying to make it work. That's how like, I saw it. But what is it when it's like, is it like live testing you? Why is it happening that I it comes I, up I from think, time yeah, to time? I think, I, think, um, I think the universe, I like to call it the universe. I think I think we are tested. Is this really what you want? Is this really the direction? I also think that we, I call it leveling up. So when you made the first, you went to this level. So now you're going to, a, a, you're expanding. And so when you expand, it's like, okay, we're going to test you again on a higher level. And in because no matter what anybody says, as we go through life, we expand our consciousness and we're all at different levels. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. We're just all on this journey. But as you go through life, you can't help but expand your consciousness in some way. But when you do a paradigm shift of what you're talking about, so now, now you, you've shifted already. So now you're in this, you know, you're here. So now you're starting to move because of your consciousness. And so now you're going to have another one come and say, hey, so it's on a little bit higher level. So that's why when people come to me and we do some reprogramming, I'll say, go out, test drive it. And then they may come back and say, hey, you know what? I need a little bit of this. And we'll just change a little bit of what they need as they go along because they find that it's tested in a different way. So if they find that their abundance level is tested in a different way, well, we'll check it out on that level and we'll change it there too. And you'll figure it out as you go through, through life. I mean, I, to be frank, I've done over 200 balances on myself. Um, 200 ones? over That's 200 and i still if i if there's something still that is actually i have a list over here that i really want to do on myself actually i think it's on this piece of paper um that i actually did for myself that i'll do probably after this so i on yourself I, on myself yeah and so there's different things that i see that i want to tweak for myself and so, because the bottom line is, and this is what my job is, is to assist everyone who meets me, even the people listening to this, to live the best life they can. And that goes for me too. So it's always a journey. And I believe our journey is to live the best life we can in this reality, in this earth reality. Yes, and when my Angelo quote, when you know better, you do better. So it's yeah. important to understand and more to go back to the parallel universe. <laughs> is it like something that only in the Marvel world exists or is it something that it truly exists, like the parallel universe? No, I believe, you know, people can believe what they want. And so, but I personally have experienced it. I've seen it. Um, it does exist. Um there are a lot of meditations out there about it, but it does exist. Um, the one thing I, I don't do is give examples in my own life because it's, I was taught that by a teacher a long time ago. 
but I can give examples of other people who have used it. And I know somebody who's used it even for a podcast. They didn't think their podcast was doing too well and they wanted it. They were wondering, well, I, I really want more viewers and everything. So they went and did a quantum jump uh, to, to, that's what they call them, quantum jumps or parallel universe. They did a quantum jump. And what they did was when they went into the quantum jump, they saw, oh my gosh, the increase, right? They saw, they saw themselves in a situation where they had X amount of viewers and all of this. And uh, for one of their podcasts, so one episode or something. And two days later, the conversation that he saw himself have, he had two days later with his wife. So when he was in the quantum meditation, he had this whole idea of what was going to happen with his podcast to increase it and all of this. And was it a vision or visualization? It was in, you go in a meditation and you actually end up uh, going into that, that reality, that parallel universe. And you actually bring yourself into it. So you're basically into it or you bring it to you and you're in it. And so that's what he did. He actually went into it. And I mean, there's one, there's one on the, I would tell people, try the one there's one by Brian Scott, a, a guy named Brian Scott. He's so good at parallel universes and he does a meditation. It's a 10 minute meditation for parallel universe. And, and he also has, I love how he does a, a whole introduction of um, what a parallel universe, like he takes you through the whole process of parallel universe. And, um, but it does exist. I can tell you, cause I've experienced it. It's beautiful. And, um, but he does a 10 minute and I'd say, start just doing the 10 minute one and just testing it out and just see how you feel about it. But it does work. Um, I know, as I, I said, I know many, I have my clients. I train my clients. I want to try it. It's, it's quite fun. And, okay. um, and just, I would also say to everyone, do something before, like, um, I think that any breath work that you do right before you want to do it, or if you're used to doing breath work, um, I would do, you could even do a parallel universe while you're in a breath, breath work class, believe it or not. I've done that before. Um, but, uh, or do Qigong. There's a seven minute Qigong by this guy named Holden. I think his name is do a, do Qigong because what Qigong does is it gets all the fluids in your body moving. So it gets your spinal fluid going. It gets everything moving because you want energy in order to jump. Okay. I love that. I have done Qigong. I have done breath work. Then I stopped because I had this vision one time doing this breath work of it was me, still me. I was in the present moment, but it was part of me. I don't know what it was. It was just me in this dark, 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 cold place, being so powerless, having these handcuffs on my hand. And as I was doing the breath work, the handcuffs got broken. And then I left the dark place and I went outside. Like I was still, 
almost like a, it was a black and white vision and i was still black and white like i personally had no color but outside everything was colorful so at least i left that dark place so once something like that happens is it still a parallel universe or is it aspect of us or do you have no, the understanding of it i think it's an aspect of you and it could be even uh, a part of your past part of your imprinting to me that it was telling you that it was being released like right oh. when you right when you told me that i'm like oh she was released from bondage during during her breath work like that's so breath why work is powerful so i should I keep doing that i shouldn't be scared yeah. No, I love okay. breath work from that. That's what it's for. Breath work actually releases, actually releases the, the, what you were talking about, which is our shadow self or, or, you know, darker self, but it also can elevate you into magical places. Okay. So if I let I go the fear, then I can also, achieve the magic. For, for me, it's a magical place. Like when I go, okay. I literally walk out of the class and I look at everybody and go, best class ever. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. Cause like I am in, in, in you for, it's just like amazing for me. It's, it's, uh, it's my, um, kind of happy restorative place to go. I'm going to try more breath work. I had feel sleep paralysis experience and for the people who don't know what sleep paralysis is i might not have the full understanding but as i had the experience my child was very little and i was really sleep deprived so i noticed that when i'm really sleep deprived that's the time when i have sleep paralysis the first time that it happens i wake up and i'm awake i cannot move my hands i cannot move anything i'm screaming for help i was so scared and as it happened like two or three times i was like as with everything, how, how can I make it better? And how can I, when that happens, how can I remind myself at that moment that I shouldn't be scared that everything is amazing because I was overcome by the fear. And then was this one time when it happened. And I, I don't know why, because I gave that to my mind, but I wasn't fearful. And I felt like I was in some other universe. It was so peaceful. It was so light. And when I woke up, I was sad that I woke up. So oh, when man. we're talking about like is parallel universe and parallel jumping into the reality same as our soul traveling or is completely two different topics? It's different. It's different. Your it's soul traveling. Different. Yeah, your soul traveling does go to different. I would say it it just touches on different universes. It does, but it, you're not literally bringing yourself into that parallel universe to be to live it today. When we're talking about okay. quantum jumping and we're talking about parallel universes. So when you're quantum jumping, you're going into a parallel universe. That's different than astro travel. And you're talking about astro traveling. When, when okay, you go that's different. Yeah. So there, you are saying that there are these realities like me being successful and me not being successful. And I can just tap into me being successful reality and then I can manifest, I can shift my whole life. This is the biggest thing I'd say to people. If you really are going to go into quantum jumping, which is parallel universes, if you're going to really go into that, understand that. And I say this, even when we go through, when I reprogram, when we go through the reprogramming, because I have a couple of clients right now that are doing quantum jumping because they're ready because they've cleared out a lot of their 
their old traits that they wanted to get rid of and behaviors. Um, but I think that people need to understand that when we elevate consciousness, which is what you're doing when you're uh, doing the quantum jumping or you're reprogramming or doing any of this, when you change your, when you change your beliefs or, you know, you are elevating yourself in consciousness. And when we elevate ourselves in consciousness, we have to be aware that there could be people around us that drop away, but there'll be other people that come in to the place. So it's almost like those people have to drop away for the new people to come in. So I say to people, just constantly say to you, yourself, everything's working to my advantage. Even if it looks like it's not, if it gives kind of the appearance that it's not, just say it is because it is. And so when you're doing these quantum jumps or you're reprogramming yourself, you have to understand that there will be, it's kind of like you said, I was tested. There'll be moments that you're like, really? Or you'll lose. I know somebody who did a quantum jump and two days later, she lost like four friends. But by the end of the week, she had gained four friends and she ended up getting a new contract. She ended up getting all these other things that came with her new quantum jump. But had she gone down, the minute you go down a negative route, so had she, when she lost the four friends, gone down and said, oh, you know, it didn't work. I didn't make it, you know, whatever, and went down that, then she would pull herself back into her old reality. So when you're quantum jumping or parallel jumping, you need to understand that you will see, because you're leaving kind of where you are now, um, the existence, uh, and, and how can I say this? The people will stay the same. When you're going into a parallel universe, you have a lot of the same people in that parallel universe. It's just the circumstances for you are different. So for them to manifest at your higher rate, some things have to happen before you get there. So these things are all now aligning to get you to that parallel universe. It's like for the old leaves to come up and come down for the new ones too. I have experienced it in the same day, like something happened and I was having a hard moment and uh, hard time and I realized everyone was mirroring me back and then I was like, you know what? If I'm going to keep doing this, the momentum will be stronger. So I, I changed it. I was able to change it. And in seconds, everyone seems to be on a better mood. People start smiling at me. People start telling me compliments. So it can even change in like duration yes. of 10 minutes yes. by choosing what what you focus on. Yes. So what what... It's a huge topic and I'm pretty sure I can spend like a week nonstop asking you questions and you would still have things to tell me and teach me. But if you want people to have the big, what would, what do you want the biggest takeaway from this? It, it was just nuggets of wisdom here. It oh. was just something so to I start would, them. I would say to every, first of all, I would say to everybody, success in every area of your life is real and obtainable, but the power is in your hands. So you have to take the step, whether you get reprogrammed by using a, like a program like I have, find people who do psyche, find people who do neuro-linguistic programming um, to assist you to, to change some of your beliefs, your behaviors, that sort of thing to get you ready. 
Um, but just know all of this is out there. And so success that you desire, anything that you desire, it is real and it's obtainable. But as I said, the power is in your hands. Power is in my hands. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like even the word power gives me power. Even just thinking about the power gives me power. Yeah. Where can people find you? What are some ways you bring value today to people? And what are some of your services that you offer? Well, they can find me. I, I, I am on Instagram. I'm not as active. I, I was out of the country for about a month. So I haven't been active for a month. But um, so they can find me on Instagram, JanetElaineSchmidt.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on Alignable, all with Janet Elaine Schmidt. And my website is JanetElaineSchmidt.com. And I, I do reprogramming services. So on there, there's that. I also have a service where we go through 10, 10 sessions and you have access to me personally all the time. And we, you can ask me any questions and that sort of thing. And then I do have where I'll offer Psyche if they just only want to do Psyche. I offer okay. that as well. Um, but there's all the techniques that I use are listed uh, so that there's descriptions so people can really understand uh, when we're talking because we didn't go into in depth what each one of these techniques are, but they can actually go online. I think I'm certified in about, I don't know, 12 different techniques. And then, and then lastly, I am certified in equine and canine acupressure, kinesiology, <laughs> and massage. Oh my God. Only because I love horses and dogs. I was raised in <laughs> So I just love them. But but I would say, yeah, just look on there and it'll give you a description. Before I ask you my last question, is there anything you want to add on to this conversation? But I just didn't get the chance to ask you the question. You know, I hope that everybody understands what we talked about. And I hope that they become the student of their lives, because that's what I had to do in order to even come up with reprogram and study everything I did was to be honest with yourself of what's working and what's not. Make a list of what's really working in your life. Make a list of what's not working in your life. Make a list of the beliefs you have. And if you have a really strong belief, start asking yourself where you got that belief so that you understand where all your beliefs and your behaviors came from. And that's a beginning. And when you start recognizing something that's not working, you're on your way to changing it. You're on your way. But you got to recognize it first. And have an open mind. Yes. When you are hearing even like the parallel universe or whatever, every time I'm hearing something and I'm like, I'm like, how can it be true? I try to change it. And how can I be more open-minded? And I swear every time I change that i learned something new yeah and it somehow makes sense because it's like the, the your beliefs are like blockages almost like the closed door and when you mm -hmm. just shift your mindset you open those doors and you can let more beautiful things into your life and it's true i'm just i'm just grateful that i found you and hopefully we could do another episode and go more in depth in each and every one of the 12 <laughs> so, <laughs> healing i would call them like healing modalities i don't know because you are healing people they are a healing modality well i 
do consider myself, I'm an integrative holistic uh, facilitator, but I call myself a healer. I, I actually call it quantum consciousness integration or con quantum consciousness accelerator. That's what I am. I accelerate people's consciousness level and by changing the behaviors or the beliefs that aren't working for them to enhance them to something that's at a higher level. So hopefully we could go deeper um, in the future and different people can just go and read more about you. They can ask you the questions. Your links will be down in the show notes. And for the last question, if you could leave me with a message and our listeners, that can be anything that you can imagine of from one sentence to a word simply, but something that is in your heart right now, what would it be? Love. Love is the key. That every, love is the key. Universe is love. God is love for me. And love is the key. Love is the key. I appreciate you so much. And you got me so excited. And you had me excited throughout this whole conversation. And I'm like, why I don't have more time with her so I can like ask her all the questions. And I would just be nonstop asking questions. I love these topics because I'm curious about it. I want to make my life better. And no one is perfect. We, Even though we know some things, we still find ourselves almost like forgetting yeah. all that we know. And then we have to remind ourselves. There were many beautiful reminders. I wrote down, it's Brian Scott, yes, for the people. Yeah, Brian, check out. I, Brian yeah. Scott has a 10-minute quantum jump. So check out the 10-minute quantum jump. Check out he the 10-minute quantum he jump. Has you do, he has you do some things like standing up and, and pounding on the back of your lower back and things like that. But that's kind of what I was talking about with the Qigong. You want to get, he's trying to get your blood flowing um, and trying to get your energy built up. And he talks about that because you want your energy built up before you jump. And so I, and this is the one thing I'd say to, to people, have an understanding of what you want to go into, what you, what your, um, what your jump, is going to be. So have already in your mind, kind of the imagination, the description of what you want to go into uh, so that you can rehearse it a couple times before you do it. You don't want to just go into it and go, I don't, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> you want to have, you want to have a clear understanding of what it is that, what reality you want to go into. Like set an intention. It is, it's like setting an intention of, of really understanding, like, do you want ultimate abundance? That means if, if you want ultimate abundance in your life, that means radiant health, that means radiant wealth, that means radiant success in your business. And that means excellent, excellent relationships in love and just in relationships, period. So ultimate abundance, I always say that um, he doesn't talk, Brian Scott doesn't talk about that. But for me, uh, when you're talking about quantum jumping, to me, that's, I'm just giving everybody a heads up. To me, if you were going to quantum jump, that's what I'd be shooting for. I would encourage people to go check you out, read more about you, learn more from you and ask you questions. And just, I think coaches are the best people ever and i trust the psychologist i trust the therapist but for me coaches are the people they are the guide they are the guidance i would go for a coach 
if I had to choose from all the psychologists because it's more like life experience rather than I went to the school. I'm not putting down any psychologist on it or any psychiatrist or any therapist. It's just my personal preference. It's always people like you who have learned through the experience and who have the deep knowledge. I appreciate your presence in the show, you being here early morning and just I love how passionate you are about talking this topic. You are so passionate. Like your whole face is like lit up when you're talking about this topic. Yeah, because it's it's I see I see people change their whole trajectory of their lives. I see people change, you know, I see people going from having no relationships to having beautiful, wonderful, fulfilling relationships to changing their whole money mindset to you know, understanding I can work less and make more money. I mean, even to that point, I mean, or raise your money consciousness by a hundred percent plus infinity. I mean, there's just so much out there that you can change for yourself in your reality. And people just don't, don't understand that. And so it does, it, it excites me. And, um, and it excites me because I, I have the uh, metrics from my clients to prove it. I can see that if people were not just watching you and just listening to you, they can feel it. But for both of, for the people who are just watching you as well, if they can see it and feel it, I had I had a blast. I enjoyed this conversation. You motivated me even more. Amazing reminders throughout the conversation. A lot of wisdom. A lot of new things that I learned, and I just appreciate you. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and not saving it for you only. Oh, thank you. It was an honor. It's always an honor and a pleasure when I get to share what I do. And for the listeners, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening for this whole conversation and have a phenomenal rest of the day or night, wherever you are. And until next time.